Hello, friends, and welcome back to the show. First of all, please excuse my voice if it sounds weird at all. I am currently getting over a cold, and don't worry, friends. I went and got tested today, and I'm happy to report that I'm COVID-free, just a classic old common cold. You know, not that you can catch anything through your headphones, but anyhow, I digress. I am just so grateful that y'all are here listening to what I have to share. I will never not think that that is so cool and so special because I know how valuable your time is and I'm honored that you're willing to spend some of it with me. And my hope is that there is a little value from each episode that I can share with you. Now, that being said, I do have a quick ask. One of the best ways that you can support this show is just by sharing it with someone else. If you're enjoying what you're hearing today or any of the episodes in the past, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your social media or just with a friend. You can even take a moment to leave me a comment or review so that I know what's resonating with you all so I can keep showing up and sharing goodness that is impactful and helpful. That is one of the best ways and a free way that you can help show your love and support. But honestly, just being here and tuning in is support enough. So just thank you so much for being here. I really, truly appreciate it. Now, today's episode, I'm straight up, I'm just going to be calling you all out, okay? With love, of course, always with love. But I'm going to be talking about three lies, and you could also call them excuses, that we're going to need to give up because they might be holding us back from reaching our goals. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. All right, friend, I got a question for you. What is the biggest thing getting in the way of you reaching your goals? I guess the first question is for me to ask you is what is your goals? Like what are your goals, your personal goals, your health goals, your professional goals, whatever type of goal it is that you have on your head or your heart, I want you to think about that goal. Okay. You got it. You got it. Okay. Awesome. Now that you have that goal in mind, now I want to ask you, what are the biggest things getting in the way of you achieving that goal? What has stopped you from being closer to that goal than you might like to be at this point where you're at? Maybe it has to do with your health goals. Maybe you've got career goals. Maybe your goal is just to clean your house. You know, whatever your goal is, big or small, what are the biggest things getting in the way of you achieving that? I want you to take a second to think of all the things getting in your way, all of the reasons that you can't achieve these goals or whatever's making them a heck of a lot harder, all of the circumstances that are making it more difficult in your life. And if you've got the time and you got a pen and paper handy, I want you to go ahead and just write them down. Like write an exhausted list of all the reasons why you aren't further along than you'd like to be and all of the things that are getting in the way of you achieving your goal. Like write all of them down. Whatever comes to mind, just brain dump them onto your paper or into a note on your phone. And when you're done with that, come back to me. Now listen, don't get me wrong, okay? I understand that there are circumstances that complicate our lives and do in fact get in the way of us showing up the way that we wish we could, okay? I want you to recognize that there are some things that you probably wrote down that do feel very valid and very true and very complicated, okay? 
And I, I get that because I just, I just know that there is some mama out there who has young toddlers screaming in her house, running around half naked, maybe fully naked, like smearing food on the walls, like causing mayhem. And you're just sitting there listening to me, getting all salty thinking, it is so easy for you to say, because I don't have to deal with a bunch of children in my house screaming around. Okay. And I, I get that. Okay. I get that we're all in different seasons of our life. And I want to take a moment to just say that I hear you, I see you, and my heart goes out to you in whatever season it is then you're, that you're in. And I just want to recognize that, yeah, sometimes there's things in life that just make things more complicated. Okay. We can all agree on that. But if you ever find yourself saying the words, easy for you to say, I want you to consider that that phrase isn't really all of that helpful. Because the phrase, it's easy for you to say, is first of all insinuating that you know it is in fact easy for that person to say the thing when you don't. You don't know what their unique situation is or what other challenges they might have to overcome. And in the same breath, it's doubting your own abilities to do the same thing. So if you find yourself saying it's easy for you to say, I just want you to like silently check yourself a little bit and recognize that we don't know if it's easy for anyone to say something. We don't know what season of life they're walking through. We don't know their circumstances. Okay. Now, I think when it comes to doing new things, establishing new habits, or reaching for our new goals, it is important that we give ourselves grace. Okay. I think it's important that we honor the season that we're in and meet ourselves where we are. Because I think a lot of us have these expectations of what our routine should like, should look like, of where we should be on our path towards our goal. And I think that we create so much unnecessary drama and turmoil and shame when we should on ourselves, okay? When we tell ourselves what we should be doing or where we should be, instead of just looking down at where your feet are planted and saying, "What? where am I at right now in this season? What do I have the bandwidth for? And what does my next baby step forward look like? Because that will look different for you in different seasons of your life, okay? So let's just look down at our feet, see where we're planted, and we're gonna talk about where we go from right here. And I also think though that it's really important for us to get really honest with ourselves and what is truly getting in the way. Because I'd venture to guess, friend, that odds are the biggest thing getting in your way is, well, you and the lies that you're holding on to believing. Listen, if you feel called out at any point in this conversation, I want you to know that that is probably a sign to you that this is a lie that has been one you've been really gripping onto strongly. Okay. So I want you to listen to these three lies that I'm going to share you share with you. I'm going to share three of the biggest lies and excuses that might be holding you back so that you can get out of your own way and start making real progress to the goals on your heart. And if you feel called out at any point in time during this podcast episode, I just want that to be a signal to you to get compassionately curious about where this lie might be showing up in your life and how you can get really honest with yourself about whether it's true, whether it feels true, and whether there's a different story that you can tell yourself so that you can move beyond this limitation. Because I think so many of the limitations that we have in our life, they aren't our circumstances. It's our mindset and our thinking. And I think that if you guys have listened to this podcast much by now, you'd recognize that that is a huge theme that's woven into every single episode. Are you ready? Okay, let's do this. Lie number one, I don't have the time. Ooh, friend, have you found yourself saying this? 
I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time right now. Okay, what I want to do first, as I walk through these three lies with you, the first thing I want to recognize about each one of these lies is that the reason that we're believing it, the reason that we're holding on to these lies is because there is something about it that is benefiting us. So when we tell ourselves, I don't have the time, what benefit are you getting from believing this? So let's think about that for a second. The first thing is, I think it feels very validating and justifiable when we say, I don't have the time, right? Because I think that we can all agree that life is busy. But I also want you to recognize that you being busy is not unique. We are all busy, all of us, but it can feel very justifiable. And I get that. The other thing, the other benefit that we get from saying, I don't have the time is because it puts the blame on something or someone else outside of you rather than owning your own choices and how you choose to spend your time. Let's be honest. It probably feels better for us to blame our job for why we don't have the time. It's a very demanding job. It's easy to blame our partner for why we don't have time. It's easy to blame your kids. I mean, Lord knows kids' schedules these days are crazy with sports and after school activities and the whole bit and big kudos to you mamas, okay? It's easy to blame your family or your volunteer responsibilities or all of these other things outside of you. When we say, I don't have the time, it benefits us when we can put the blame outside of us and say, I don't have the time, but it's not my fault. I don't have the time. I don't have the time because I have all of these other responsibilities that I'm juggling and that's on them. It's not on me, right? That's one of the benefits that we get from saying this. But I think that life really changes when we learn to take ownership of every aspect of our lives. And I think that we can learn how to take ownership of this lie so that it can stop controlling us. So what does it look like when you say, I don't have the time? What does it look like to take ownership instead of that statement? I think what it looks like is simply saying and being really honest with yourself, it's just not a priority for me right now. Instead of saying, I don't have the time for that thing, I don't have time to move my body and exercise, I don't have time to write that book I've been wanting to write, I don't have time to go and take those night classes. Friend, I want you to stop yourself and say, in all honesty, it is just not a priority for me right now. And how does it feel when you say that? Whatever it is that you've been making excuses for, whether it's your exercise, um, starting back to school, applying for those new jobs, whatever it is that you've been avoiding, that you've been telling yourself that you don't have the time to do, how does it feel when you own the statement of it is just not a priority for me right now? For some of you, it might feel like a blow, like, oh gosh, that doesn't feel good. I want this to be a priority for me right now, but my schedule just doesn't reflect that. Here's the truth. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, including Beyonce, okay? <laughs> We ultimately get to decide how we're going to use them. That is up to nobody but ourselves, okay? And if you find yourself sitting there, I'm going to call the mamas out again, okay? If you find yourself thinking that phrase, it's easy for you to say, you don't have three kids under 10, Kaya. You're right. I don't. Maybe one day I will, but that is not the season that I'm in right now. And if you say, if you say, well, it's easy for you to say because I don't have the time because of my kids, I want to come back to ownership. I want you to come back to ownership and saying, right now, my priority is making sure that my three kids are well taken care of, and I'm going to own that in the season that I'm in. Instead of playing victim to your kids, instead of playing victim to your family, instead of playing victim to your job, how can you take an ownership mentality 
to own how you're using your time instead of blaming everything for how you're using your time. Listen, it is okay for you to say, I don't have the time right now to write that book that I want to write. But I want you to own that and own your reasons why, not from a place of being a victim, but from a place of empowered ownership. I don't have the time right now because writing my book is not a priority for me because I have to manage and take care of three kids under 10. And once my schedule frees up more, I will make book writing more of a priority. Do you see how that perspective shift changes? It puts you back in the driver's seat. It lets you own how you're choosing to spend your time instead of playing victim to other people. When you play victim to these circumstances, when you play victim to the people in your life that are that are taking your time, they aren't taking your time. You're choosing to give them your time. And you don't need to resent them by trying to play a victim to the roles that you play in their lives because you're the one that put yourself there. It's okay to say, I want to be a really great mom and that's the top of my priority list. Own that. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't be ashamed of it. Own the season that you're in and own how you're using your time. Now, if you're telling me, okay, I do have all of these things on my schedule, like I do have a really busy schedule, but I'm not willing to admit that this goal and dream on my heart is not a priority for me right now. What do I do then? Well, y'all have probably heard this before, but it's not about having the time. It's about making the time. So how do we make time in our calendars, in our schedules to reflect the priorities that we have in our lives? This is what I want you to do. I want you to audit your calendar and I want you to get really honest with yourself about how you're spending your time. And if you're saying to yourself, well, I don't have a calendar, I don't keep a schedule, maybe this is something that you start to do so that you can start to take ownership of your time a little bit better. I want you to look at your calendar for your week. And see just how you're spending time, not with any judgment or shame, but just with compassionate curiosity, how am I spending time in my week? Are you sleeping in later than you'd like to? Are you spending pockets of time, like 20 minutes at a time throughout the day, scrolling through social media when that time could be spent in another way? Are you spending a bunch of your time cooking and grocery shopping and doing chores around the house? Are you spending hours of your week volunteering for something that you regret signing up for? If there's no time in your calendar, it might be time for you to take a look at how you're spending your time and ask yourself, where can I outsource things? Outsourcing can look like a few different ways, okay? If you're someone who's like, okay, I like the idea of outsourcing, but I don't have the disposable income to pay someone to help me, you, I would venture to guess that you have people in your life that you can ask for help. And I know that for some of us, that feels a lot easier said than done. Asking for help isn't a strength for some of us. I get that. I hear you. I see you. But if you are wanting to make more time in your life, asking for help and support from the people close to you can be a really great way to create more time in your calendar. Maybe it looks like finding another mom who's willing to share some some babysitting duties. Like she watches your kiddo for a few hours and you watch hers for a few hours. And guess what? Two mamas just freed up a few hours of their time to focus on something that they would like to do that they need to make time for. Another thing that you can do is you can outsource and pay for some help. And that doesn't have to look like hiring an expensive nanny. It doesn't have to look like hiring some expensive cleaning service. It absolutely can look like hiring a house cleaner to come in and help you clean your house once a week or once a month. It could look like hiring a bookkeeper if you're spending a bunch of extra time on your bills and, and things of that nature. Maybe it is hiring a babysitter to just come and spend some time with your kiddos so that you can focus on getting your workouts in or making time to write that book. 
And one of my personal favorite ways that I've started outsourcing, which seems small but has really freed up so much time, is using services like Instacart. If you live in a place that's close enough that you can use this, I also recognize my rural listeners, you might not have as many options available and I hear you and I see you and this is where you can maybe ask for help. But using services where they will deliver my groceries to me or you can do, you know, Pick up at Kroger or at Walmart where you can cut back the time that you're spending running through the grocery store and having them already ready by shopping on your phone. Or maybe it's using a meal kit delivery service where they send you all the ingredients pre-portioned out so that you can cook your, for your family without having to make dinner take twice as long. Be willing to get curious on how you're spending your time, asking yourself, is there someone else in my life that can do this? Can I outsource this to someone? Is there ways that I can make time in my schedule? And if there's pockets of your day that you find yourself maybe absentmindedly scrolling through social media or watching a little bit more TV than you'd like to, this is where I want you to get honest with yourself and ask, what is more important to me? Mindlessly scrolling through social media and binge watching Ted Lasso, which by the way is the greatest show of all time and I'm going to stand by that. So good. If y'all have not watched it, highly recommend. Unless you're trying to make more time in your life, then don't take that recommendation. (laughs) Or is that more important to you? Or is this thing getting one step closer to that big goal or dream on your heart? Or is that more important to you? Is there a way that you can shift your time so that it reflects the priorities that you have? Audit your calendar this week and get really honest with yourself about how you're using your time so that you can take ownership of that. Remember friends, it's not about having the time. It's about making the time. Okay, moving on. Before we get to the second and third lie that might be holding you back and getting in your way, we're going to take a quick break. Be back in a sec. Hey friend, I have something really exciting to share. For the first time ever, I'm going to be hosting a free coaching week with me, Coach Kaya. During this coaching week, I'm going to be teaching you the counterintuitive hashtag backwards approach to reaching your health goals so you can live the joyful, healthy, and confident life that you dream of. During this free coaching week, you are going to learn how to uncover why you're stuck in the yo-yo dieting shame cycle and how to break free. You're going to create a simple and effective roadmap with action steps to become a healthier you, and you're going to discover a community of like-minded women walking this journey alongside you. Our free coaching week kicks off on September 20th, and we'd love to have you join. It is going to be so good, and we cannot wait to see you on the inside. You can visit coachkaya.com and click on the button for free coaching week to sign up and get started. Hope to see you on the inside. All right, back to the show. So lie number one was I don't have the time. Now we're moving on to lie number two. I don't know how. Ooh, how many times have you found yourself saying this lie or this excuse? Well, I just don't know how. I don't know how to start the business. I don't know how to start a podcast. I don't know how to change a tire. Whatever it is, I think all of us are guilty of using this little lie or this little excuse, I should say, more often than we maybe care to admit. And I think that we can also have some other lies and stories kind of tied up in this. I don't know how. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. Listen, just like we do with lie number one, I want us to first recognize the benefits that we get from believing this. What benefits are you getting from believing and holding on to this excuse or this lie of, I don't know how? Well, it's giving you that excuse for not showing up, right? By believing that other people that are accomplishing this thing, 
by believing that they have some knowledge or resource that you don't, some special skill that you don't have, that means that you don't have to show up and do the work for it. It is self-sabotage at its finest. Instead of seeing other people succeeding at something and assuming they must have something that I don't have or some knowledge that I don't have, I want you instead to say, oh my gosh, look at what's possible. I want you to see it as an example of what's possible and recognize that before they did the thing, before they succeeded at the thing, I bet you they didn't know how either. So how else is it benefiting you? I think that when we say I don't know how, it keeps us comfortable, right? We're comfortable with the status quo instead of choosing the discomfort of growth because learning and trying a new thing is uncomfortable and we don't like to do things that make us uncomfortable. So this excuse is allowing us to stay right here in our little comfort bubble. And why is that? Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're nervous. And listen, that's okay. Choosing growth is nerve-wracking. It is a little bit of a little bit scary because we're actively having to choose a path that we don't know yet, that we we have no idea what it looks like. We have no idea how to do the thing yet. And of course, that's scary. But the only way that we gain confidence and the only way that we gain skills is to just start showing up. Now, I mentioned earlier that one of the best things that we can do to flip the script is to take ownership. So what would it look like to take ownership of this phrase, this lie of I don't know how? There's a little word that we can tag on the end that I think can be so impactful here. What if you decided to say, I don't know how yet? Yet. Because listen, it is so funny to me how we expect ourselves to be experts without ever having done something before. Like, do you realize how ridiculous that is? That's like me expecting myself. And y'all know that I did this because I have a human brain just like you all. And what I teach you in this podcast is the same stuff that I'm learning myself, okay? So you better believe that I made that phrase, well, I don't know how to start a podcast. And you know what I had to do? I had to get out of my own way. Of course, I don't know how to start a podcast. I'd never done a podcast before. The only way I was going to learn how to start a podcast was to start a freaking podcast and seek the, the resources that I need. When we expect ourselves to be experts without having done it yet, it's like seeing a baby trying to walk for the first time and stumbling to the floor. Do you look over at that baby and say, well, looks like you're just not cut out for this walking thing, kid. Might as well give up. Not for you. Like, no, of course not. So why do we keep doing that to ourselves? Friend, you're never going to be ready to do the thing. You're never going to feel ready. You're waiting to feel like an expert before you take action. You think that being an expert is when you're going to be ready, but you're never going to become an expert. You're never going to be ready until you start doing the dang thing. The answer is to take action and learn along the way. Listen, it's 2021, okay, the time that I'm recording this. And you can literally Google anything that you want on the internet right now for free, for free. So if you don't know how to do something, if you don't know what the first step looks like, it's likely because you are choosing to be willfully ignorant by holding on to this lie. Of course, you don't know how to do it. But I bet you that if you throw one little sentence into the Google machine, it'll tell you at least at some basic level what the next step looks like. There are so many resources for free. There are thousands of podcasts out there for free. There's also digital courses and experts that are teaching you how to do the things that you want to do, whatever the goal and wishes on your heart. I guarantee you that you can find out how to start right now for free on the internet. And if you're not taking action, I want you to be really honest with yourself. You simply don't want it bad enough, period. That's the hard truth. If you are not taking action towards your goal and you're letting the lie, I don't know how, stop you, you do not want it bad enough. 
And I want you to be really honest with yourself about that, okay? And if you find yourself feeling defensive right now saying, well, of course I do. Of course I want to get healthy. Of course I want to get fitter. Of course I want to learn how to run a marathon. Of course I want to start the podcast. Of course I want to write the book. Of course I want to do these things. Then start taking action. Start taking imperfect action with the expectation that you're going to get it wrong. You're not going to know how to do it. It's going to be messy. Of course it's going to be messy. It's like a kiddo trying to walk for the first time. It is messy. It is wobbly. It is shaky. And we know that. We expect that. And the only way that they get strong enough to walk, to confidently take the next step forward, to be able to sprint and run and get into all sorts of trouble is that they have to keep showing up imperfectly over and over and over again. And just like you would cheer for your kiddo taking their first step, you have got to cheer for yourself for taking your own imperfect step forward. Every single step forward, no matter how messy or shaky it is, is something to celebrate. So I want you to take action and I want you to celebrate the crap out of every time that you do show up because it is with every step forward, you're getting better at doing the dang thing. All right. Lie number three. It's too late. Mm, It's too late. Have you said this to yourself? Listen, I have said this to myself and I am... I would say that I'm young, okay? I'm 28 at the time that I'm recording this. I might be older than some of you. I might be a lot younger than some of you. And I think that all of us have used this this phrase before in our lives of it's too late. Well, who the hell said that it's too late? Too late for what? Who decided it's too late? I want to tell you right now that if there is air in your lungs and a heart beating in your chest, it is not too late. I don't care what it is that you are reaching for. It is not too late. You are alive. You got the gift of this day. Friend, it is not too late to show up and take the next step forward. I promise you. Now, just like we did on the other two, I want us to ask ourselves first, what benefit are we getting from believing the lie that it's too late? It's keeping us safe, right? It's keeping us safe from the unknown. Just like we talked about with the last lie. We aren't sure what's ahead, but we know what the status quo feels like. We know what it feels like here. And the discomfort of growth, we don't know what that looks like, feels scarier than just staying here, right? And just accepting that this is our life. This feels safe and comfortable. It's keeping us safe from failing. A lot of us are just so scared to fail that we would choose rather to just stay here. And it's keeping us comfortable instead of us having to show up and take action. I want you to recognize that there's a reason that our brain holds onto these lies. It's our brain's way of keeping us safe. Our brain doesn't want us to overexert our energy. Our brain doesn't want us to to be in danger. And so our brain is going to to hold on to these lies that keep us safe in our little cave so that we don't get eaten by saber-toothed tigers and that we continue to live. Our brain, our primal brain, part of our brain is only focused on our survival. And if we stay safe and comfortable here in the status quo, it'll be easier to survive, okay? This is one of the ways that our brain sabotages us. But friends, it's not too late. It is not too late and you are wasting precious time, time that we aren't guaranteed by holding on to this lie. You are giving up moments of your precious lie by believing that it's not too late. If you are listening to this podcast right now, it's time. It's your time. We have these imaginary timelines in our heads of what our life is supposed to look like, of when we're supposed to accomplish certain things. And it's total BS. Who decided this? Society? Like, let's rewrite the story. Let's decide for ourselves what what our timeline is supposed to look like. This is your race. You get to do it at your own pace, no matter what that is. If you're 60 years old and you want to try a new career, absolutely, by all means, why not? You're not guaranteed tomorrow. What do you got to lose? What if we trusted that everything was right on time, that we were right on time, that now 
is actually the perfect time for us. And the time hasn't passed us by. It's just been waiting for this moment. I want to give you guys a short list of some people that succeeded later in life just to prove to you that it is never too late. Okay. Some of these might be familiar and some of them might not be, but we're just going to learn together. Stan Lee, who is the comic book creator behind the famed Marvel movies. I'm sure y'all have heard of those. He didn't catch his big break until he's almost 40. Vera Wang, you know, that big famous um, fashion designer. She didn't even start working in the fashion industry at all until she was 40. Samuel L. Jackson, who, by the way, quick side note, I actually met briefly once. I was in LA with um, my cousins. We were doing some back to school shopping. LA is about three hours south of where I grew up. And we were walking by Hollywood Boulevard and we saw these like the red ropes up. We're like, what's going on here? And we walk by and Samuel L. Jackson Jackson is just casually walking down, shaking hands because it was the snakes on a plane premiere. And we had no idea. So random side story. But anyways, Samuel L. Jackson, he didn't break into stardom until he was 46, recovering from a drug addiction when he first starred in Pulp Fiction with John Travolta. That's when he basically got started as a movie star. Julia Child, the famous chef, didn't publish her first cookbook until she was 50 years old before she became a TV star with her cooking show. And I saved one of my favorites for last, Harlan Sanders, better known as Colonel Sanders. He got fired from dozens of jobs and went completely broke at age 65, and he used his $105 social security check to start his chicken franchise. Yes, friends, Kentucky Fried Chicken, y'all. That's the one I'm talking about. Now, I love that example because every time I hear Brent, my husband, who's from Kentucky, say that it's too late for something, I will call him out and I will pull the Kentucky Fried Chicken card on him, and he doesn't really have much to say about that because if Colonel Sanders can can create this huge franchise at age 65, then I don't know what you think is holding you back, right? It's not too late. There is air in your lungs and a heart beating in your chest, friend. You are right on time. Today's the day. Get out of your own way and start showing up. This day is a gift. Let's make the most of it. Listen, I know it isn't easy and I know it can be scary. And there's a reason that we come up with all these seemingly well-intentioned and valid feeling excuses, right? It's the way that our brain tries to keep us safe and comfortable, But good things and big dreams are rarely, if ever, achieved inside of your comfort zone. So friend, if you're ready to make real progress towards those dreams, I think you and I both know what needs to happen next. You need to get out of your own way and you need to start taking action today before you're ready. And hey, if one of those big goals and dreams on your heart is creating a healthy lifestyle that you love and rebuilding your relationship with yourself and your body from the inside out, I would love to help support you along the way. And I hope that this podcast can be something that can support you too. You don't have to do this alone. And I believe deep in my core that we are so much stronger together when we're surrounded by a community of like-minded people who get it, who can hold space and love for us on the hard days and encourage us and cheer us on on the good ones. Now, if that community is something that you're looking for, the doors are opening to the Climb Membership Community at the end of September, and we would love to have you join. But before then, I've got to let you know, I'm going to be hosting my first ever free coaching week to teach you the counterintuitive backwards approach to reaching your health goals so you can live the joyful, healthy, and confident life that you dream of. The very same approach that I use to transform my own life in a really big way. And y'all probably know this by now, but it helped me lose more than a hundred pounds. But most importantly, It helped me rebuild my relationship with myself from the inside out and achieve goals on my heart that I didn't even know were possible, including starting this podcast. 
Now, if that's something you're interested in, you can visit coachkaya.com forward slash coaching to join the waitlist and find more information. Again, that's coachkaya.com forward slash coaching to join the waitlist. Friends, we've got to learn how to get it out of our own ways, okay? We've got these big goals and these big dreams on our heart, and they were put on your heart for a reason. You were made for more. You were made to reach for more. And the biggest thing getting in our way more often than not is our own selves. So if one of those lies you're holding on to is that I don't have the time or I don't know how or it's too late, I hope that this episode was was insightful and helpful to allow you to bust through those limiting beliefs that are holding you back so that you can reach towards those big dreams. I am cheering for you, friend, and I'll chat with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.